0: Hi, friends. I'm Erin from Wayland Farms and Erin Wayland Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington state to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello again, friends. I am so excited to be chatting with you on this Saturday. My episodes are coming out a little sporadic. Um, but as I said before, it's little old me running the blog, running the podcast, uh, making my membership site, doing all the things. And so uh, as much as I love schedule, it, it's, it's a hard thing for me to maintain one. Like, I love it. I love the idea, I think, of it. But with the day-to-day, when it comes to it, it's just it's always been a struggle for me. Consistency. And schedule. So I, I try to lean into them because I do want to master them like it's something that drives me, but um but you know life happens. And we are deep in the throes of canning season and all the things. but um I wanted to kind of talk today about the little things and kind of take a break from the garden and come into the home because this podcast is about establishing a homestead, which to me is not just utilitarian, it is very much like, creating a haven, creating a home for your family, a place that you enjoy, a sanctuary that you can welcome people into and fellowship within and and really live life in and be happy within the walls and within the acres that you possess. However many or however large or small that is, that is beside the point. The point is that no matter what you've been blessed with, what you have, that you utilize it well. But it takes it takes time to know how to utilize an area. Well, whether it be in your house, whether it be in your backyard, on your farm, we live in such a society where it's instant gratification that I think. And, you know, we watch HGTV, which is very inspirational. And I and I enjoy those shows. I enjoy Pinterest. I know a lot of people, they don't like Pinterest because it shows them their faults or where they're lacking or it makes them feel as if they aren't enough. But I look at it from like, how can I be inspired today to go out and make a change or a movement or something within my home? Um, And so I think everyone's different in how they take in social media. Um, And I know how I work and you just have to lean into how you work. There's not a right or wrong way, but I take it inspirationally. But when you watch these shows like HGTV and all this, um, they are filmed over the course of three months to a year or sometimes even more but yet we get to watch this whole transformation in an hour or less (laughs) and so then you kind of look around you're like I want to do this and this and this and um and it's very humbling when you realize you know time-wise financial-wise everything else that it just it's not going to happen that way but I think sometimes In our excitement of a move we try to push things on a house that we do not fully know yet um, which can lead us to having to make different decisions later on or to change things because our original idea or execution was not exactly what was beneficial for that space and so what I like to do so this is our third house (laughs) I've learned a few things over the years and it's hard for me to think so when we moved into this house the kitchen was pig pink the walls were pig pink like i don't i'm not here to bash anyone out but pig pink like i'm talking like pepto bismal Bismol, yeah <laughs> and then the dining room that was right off of the kitchen was this bluish teal color and so it was just and they had these curtains. They had both of those colors. like Someone obviously feels very hard and they enjoyed the space. And I'm glad that they liked it. But when I came into this other, what I consider a loud space, because there's loud colors shouting at you. And if they're not your colors, um, it's noisy. Like the, the house felt noisy. And for me, I can't process in noise. And so what I usually have to do is I will go buy white paint and i paint everything white like anything that feels distracting to me or that i can just i get anxiety over because just aesthetics really affect me and so i will paint it and as long as it's white i feel like i'm like okay Oh, like I can cool down, I can slow down, I can relax a little bit, Um, I can just feel my anxiety level dropping and I can process the area. And so I will sit in an area that's white for however long it takes um, and not feel rushed because to me it's, it's pretty anyhow and I can add a painting or I can add new things or I can start playing with the room I guess that's what it does it allows me to play with the space and to see what I like there so that when I do make a decision like okay I'm ready for paint or okay I want something in this area then I feel adequately like I have done my research by just living in that space and messing with it over the last however long to be able to make an informed decision and so that Obviously brings us to the living room and now part of me, which I think is very common when you do something is like, why didn't I do this earlier? But when you move into a house that is old and if you guys know the story and have listened to the previous podcast of purchasing our hundred year old home and everything we've had to do to it. There's there's so much that needs done that it's like this constant overwhelm of, okay, well, what's leaking the most and is going to sink this ship (laughs) that we have to address first before we can kind of move on to the fun things. And I shared at the very beginning, it was really frustrating because we were getting the foundation fixed and the heating and the AC in. And although those were very... Needed and necessary, there wasn't the gratification of like, look, this wall's been torn out, or look, this has been redone, or we remodeled this. It's like, oh, there's pipes in our house that are not going to cool us, and that's important, but that doesn't give me the gratification that I usually get when we do some home project, but they were necessary things. So the first year for me was really frustrating because we were spending a lot of money on just just building this house back up to what it used to be um and so it was just it was a lot of frustration for me at the beginning but again i painted the walls in between and i did the things that i could and i decorated as i could and we held on and so the living room though is the main room that you walk in so older houses i guess a lot of times just had two front doors and i think one was like the door that you allow the guests in and one was like the utilitarian door that you brought the groceries in and things like that and so but they both come into the living room backstory real quick we had the great-grandson stop by our house three days ago of the person who built this house and you guys i have been praying and searching and just asking for answers to just i wanted to know more of the history of this house and this gentleman pulled up with his wife and we the person who previously rented here had a home-based business and so every few months i have someone coming looking for them and so that's just kind of what i assumed it was they were out there i'm like i'm gonna tell them they don't live here anymore and we'll just move on with our things and uh he just he kind of looked shocked as he pulled up and um and I was like can I you know is there something I can help you with and he was like hey my great grandma and grandpa used to own this place and I, my face just lit up I'm sure I was like I was like oh my gosh I have so many questions for you I'm like do you want to come inside?" I know I know these people from you know Adam I have never seen them before in my life and I'm like inviting them which probably but I mean like I got, I got the vibes. Do you know how you can read a person anyhow? It probably wasn't the safest idea. Don't come at me. But I did. I was like, come in and come see this house and tell me about it and come see the property. And just like, please, I want to know about this place. And his his great-grandparents built it. He was a co- contractor, excuse me, and a mailman. And But he delivered the mail by horse back then because... It was like the nineteen thirties and um and they're just especially rurally, there was just not access and stuff to cars as much, I think. And so he told us about he was like, Where's the big barn at? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I was like, We had to tear it down. It was halfway fallen over when we moved in. So anyhow, we had we've talked all about that. They told us how there used to be forty acres of land cleared in the back. They planted wheat for themselves, they planted corn for the cattle and such, and just like He just shared some stories, but I wanted them to stay longer. They were kind of trying to leave. And I was like, but wait, but wait, I have more questions. Um, The original family, they had eight kids that lived in this house. Eight kids. And there's only the two bedrooms upstairs and the room downstairs. And so I just thought, I mean, obviously back then that was what you did. And my dad's mom, my grandma came from a family of 10 and they had dirt floors. So it's just, and they were from Oklahoma. That's just, it's crazy how just a few generations, things have changed so much. I just, I'm constantly in awe, I guess, of the innovation and how much has changed over the last hundred plus years. But, um, But anyhow, they had been looking for the house for an hour but uh, couldn't find it because he's like, the rows. there's so many new rows and so much this and that. And they ended up finding someone who was like 90-something years old who owned a little shop down the road. And he was like, I knew if anyone would know, that person would, because obviously, like, he has been here for a long time. And the guy drew him a map right to our house. So by the time they pulled up here, they were already almost late for an appointment, so they couldn't stay long. But he wanted my number, and I gave him ours. And I was like, I'd love to have you come back out and tell us more stories. But it was so cool to see his eyes because he walked in. In the house and you could just see like there was a video playing of all the times he had been in this house and everything that had happened with his because it was past his grandparents and so he grew up coming here to grandma grandpa's house and like just gives me chills and that's why I wanted an old house I wanted the history I wanted something that had been lived in and loved on and I wanted to restore it and he had talked about how 20 something years ago, they had tried to find the house and were thinking of buying it just for nostalgia purposes. And he was like, I'm just so glad. He's like, I'm so glad to know that someone loves it. And I was just like, I love this house. I'm like, it's just, it's our dream house. Like, yes, it's taken way more out of us than we initially thought i was like but we love this house and he was like i love that you love this house he was like that makes me feel good just to know that it's being taken care of and to restore something that was so important to someone is everything to me it just makes me so happy so i hope he comes over and has coffee and he tells me more i told travis i'm like i'm gonna message him and ask him if he can like write everything down so we can keep it in a folder and just pass it down with the house you know with whatever happens to it so someone has this story of how this house came to be gosh sorry for the rabbit trails but i was just so excited like he came in i was like was this like this and was this like this and i wanted to show him the rest of the house but like i said they were already late for an appointment and so they had to leave so i my goal is to bring him back one day and just pepper him with more questions on how the house was originally but anyhow because um, I was like, was there always two doors in this front room? Because I wanted to make sure. He's like, yeah, that's how they did it back then. And I was like, I thought maybe there was an addition or something happened. But he was like, no, that's how it was. And I was like, OK, cool. Good to know. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> so the the living room, we're back to it again. I will stay on track this time. Um, and so in there, it just feels very intrusive because the front door, you walk in and bam, you're in the living room. There's all the couches. It's like you're walking There's not a there's not like an entrance designated entrance area where you walk in, take your coat off. You're kind of separated from the rest of the house and then you enter the rest of the household after you've, you know, removed everything and you're comfy and cozy and ready to come in. It's just like you're thrown right in the middle of it. And if someone's watching TV or something and they're in the couch, well, you're basically standing in front of them and you're in the way. And it just it felt super awkward. And now that we've rearranged and everything, um, I look at it, I'm like, why didn't I think of this before? But you have to sometimes just start playing, and I, that's that's key one. what key one takeaway. 13 minutes into this podcast is play with an area, um, and mess with it before you decide to go out and purchase a bunch of new things. So that room, I had not, I had started to paint it white. I got done one and a fifth wall and I ran out of paint and I'm very much like, oh, squirrel. And I found a new project and I was like, I'll finish this later. And so for know, eight plus months, we had one wall behind the TV and, and a quarter wall or a fifth wall, whatever, painted. And the rest of the room was this yellow it's like off whitish yellow just kind of a dingy color I'm not going to lie it's definitely not my favorite in that room anyhow because um because we have that's that room the windows face out into our super long wraparound porch and the porch has a covering and so the wind it's just kind of darker in that room because the porch covering and everything else um when the light comes to the windows, it's already going through the porch area. And so it's just not super light. And so any kind of dark color in there just even makes it feel just darker. (laughs) Look at me being great with words. Um, And so I wanted to paint it white just to brighten it up as much as possible and and just get rid of that dirty, kind of grimy feeling that was in there. And you know, it, it is dirty in there. The people who were here before, had some hoarder tendencies the the renters that were here and there was boxes piled everywhere and all of the um the trim pieces and stuff are just they were really grody um and so and so i just went in there and i painted everything white and as i was working on it i told travis i was so frustrated because i was like this space doesn't work, we need all new furniture, I need this to go, I need this moved. You know, in my mind, I'm just singing dollar signs and it's gonna cost this and it's gonna cost this, but I'm not gonna be happy with this room until so-and-so is done. And as I pulled the couch away from the far wall where our walk-in door is, our front door that we use, the one we actually utilize, and I pushed it forward and I was painting back there, I turned around and I saw where I pushed the couch at and how I kind of pushed the living room forward, and I was like, this should be an entryway right here. Like, why did I have the couch against the wall? It should be pushed into the room. It should have a nice table on the back side of it. We should have, like, um, we should eventually make some sort of system on the wall where there's cupboards to put coats and everything at, maybe a little bench to put your shoes on against the wall. So you walk in, and this is a designated entryway. Um, and I just, I think because when we saw the house, it wasn't laid out like that. And so, I, in our haste to just throw the house together, we just set it kind of similar to what we saw when we had walked it originally. Um, and it was just pulling the couch away from the wall painting it and turning around and going, wait, this looks better, that it changed everything. And so then I was like, well, if we put the couch here, those chairs we have downstairs would work better right here. And the kids have always wanted a couch downstairs. So we'll take this couch that will be too big for the smaller pushed together living room, which looks better, smaller, anyhow. It was just way too long. I was like, we'll take that and we'll give that to the kids downstairs. Then the two chairs that are downstairs, we'll move over to the dining room because I didn't like the purple chair in there. So like I did this whole, like my mind just, it's just started going. And it's crazy how you start with paint and you move some furniture. And then all of a sudden, all these things you thought you needed aren't really necessary. The space works with just A little bit of creativity and just moving things around and a fresh coat of paint so before you get discouraged like I was at the beginning of this project and I was like why even tackle this room it's bothering me we don't have the finances to do what I feel like we're gonna need to I was like I'll just grab some paint and we'll paint it and we'll go from there and I did and the paint it was just the it was like the palette like you paint it and it was just ready for us to play in there and my mind just came alive and we have an entryway now and so we want to do built-ins and stuff eventually but i just took a few things we had a little um church pew that was sitting outside to put shoes on and i moved some stuff around outside i brought the church pew inside beside where we put the coats on on the little coat rack and we just kind of made this entryway area and i love it like i love it i walk into that room and i'm just like this room is perfect and i hated that room for the first year and all i spent was the money on paint i didn't buy any new furniture i just rearranged i pulled from what we had i moved things around shopped my house and i was able to create this place where i go in there and it just makes me so happy and so I think we always get caught up in the new and let's get this and we need this. And we see the dollar signs in our head when really a few gallons of paint and creativity can go a long ways and then thrifting and everything else and slowly making a room. But when we lay down the base of a room, as in like paint and freshen it up, that just it opens our minds up to all these possibilities that we didn't see before because all we saw was the icky. All we saw was the dirty and the undone. Whereas if you give yourself this clean working area, I feel like our minds work better. That's how I am. Like I cannot work within mess. If I'm going to sit down and write a blog post, but my room's messy, I can't think. (laughs) I just can't think. And I know some people can work great in chaos, but that's not me. And so it's finding out how you work best and applying that to your home so that you can get the home you want um, and not and not all the mess or maybe all the mistakes. And there is going to be mistakes. So you're not ever going to get it perfect right away or everything. Um, but you can definitely learn how you work best and make less mistakes and find solutions quicker when you lean into your strengths. And that, my friends, is the long roundabout way of me saying that when you're frustrated with an area, clean it paint it and then just start moving and playing before you get super depressed or just overwhelmed with a space cleaning does wonders painting does wonders and um Yes, a gallon of paint can be expensive. I think we did two gallons and I really love, my favorite paint company is Sherwin-Williams. I've gone to different ones, I always go back to them. And for my white paint, um, people always ask me, even at my old house, like, what white paint did you use, what white paint? I always use the eggshell base white. So they don't add anything into it at all. (laughs) It's just the literal base white paint. But I I just like it because it doesn't have any undertones of warm or cool or anything else. It's just white. And I feel like it just grabs onto the light of a room really well. And it's my favorite. And no one else uses it. So maybe I'm just like, I'm not saying no one else. But no one else that I've seen, they always have some sort of tint to it. But I have just found over the years of using different whites that this is just, I always come back to this one. It's, It's just my favorite. So cleaning painting and then just moving i think sometimes we have to act in faith and be like i don't know if this is rearranging or moving photos or whatever is going to work but i'm going to act in faith that once i start moving things and playing with the space that i'm going to come up with ideas that i didn't have previously and just you can work within that and so um, I just hope that this encourages you that no matter where you are, how frustrated you are or not, if you see a space or you're just kind of thinking financially, it's not possible that there is always a way where there is a will and a little bit of creativity. So I hope that encourages you today. And um, I think as fall comes, we all lean into our house a little bit more and being back indoors and cozy things up for the winter and fall. And this is the time of year where my juices start flowing and I do want to see more changes, even though we're still canning and doing all of that. I'm also leaning into how can I restructure our home and just kind of like get it prepared for the next season to come. So um, blessings to you today and I will talk to you again next week.